Today on The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, we have our very first non-restaurant. We have Star Chef store owner, Dominique Besson. So Dominique, we're gonna be really learning all about knives today. It's gonna be great. Welcome to The More You Know, The Better It Tastes, where we explore the backstory to some of the best restaurants and chefs in South Texas. And now here's your hosts from San Antonio Restaurants, Alan Williams and Susie Lafredo. Hey, Alan, how hey. are you doing today? I'm doing great, Susie, how are you? I am fabulous. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. We have Chef Dominique Fasson here today with yeah. us. Good morning. Welcome. Glad thank you're you, here. Thank you. Awesome. So Dominique is uh, the owner of Star Chef Store, which is at 10003 <laughs> <laughs> Northwest Military Highway, which is right there where the Alon HEB is, and he's got his store there. Star Chef Store has all types of the best knives in the world, yeah. culinary knives, and, and uh, just anything you want knife-related is there in that store. Yeah, it's a really cool store it really is has lots of great stuff a lot of the a lot of chefs around the city come there and get their knives right some some are yes yes yeah. yes i mean they are a little bit spoiled mm -hmm. in the sense of uh, uh yeah we have the store but we have also the the the, the mobile trucks yes for the shopping so therefore they kind of a little bit uh, used to uh, see us coming to them which mm -hmm. was which is the secret of what we offer offer sure. to the chefs so they're more a lot of them are used to see us coming to them than uh, having a store. So, uh, you know, yeah, they, sure. they, they come and they drool and they come in your store and everything like that. But a lot of them are waiting for the, the truck to come. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Somebody said that on the on their San Antonio <laughs> restaurant page whenever we announced that you were going to be there. Yeah. They said when, when you drove up, it was like little kids could the, the, the right, book, right. Fa to the book fair. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and being that we're on that subject, I, mean, I know we're going to get into the history, but um, so at Star Chef, I mean, you can bring your knives in to have them sharpened as well. And yes. I mean, they're professionally culinary sharpened so yeah, that's it's, right. it's not yeah we'll get all into that yeah, yeah, yeah that's so that's uh, really cool yeah, and, yeah. and so the mobile trucks that, that's what that's what um mm -hmm. was talking about is that you know he actually um works with restaurants all over um and brings his mobile truck to those restaurants and does yep. their sharpening so anyway yeah. we'll get into all of that but i figured i'd, I'd all explain the details. What the, what the yeah <laughs> so dominique i i detect a a uh, accent where are you from oh man i've been trying to hide it forever <laughs> <laughs> Nobody, I used to, to I try to hide it, but the, people could not understand my English, so I kept my accent and everything went fine. <laughs> Born and raised in France. In France, yeah. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Born and raised. Yeah, and I understand that uh, you have some some chef in your background. Your grandfather was a pastry chef. But grandfather was a pastry chef before the war, mm -hmm. the World War Two. I had uh, he had his own store. Uh, got leveled by the bombardments and everything. Oh, wow. And when he came back from being a prisoner of in Germany, he came back and rebuilt the whole thing. And when I was a kid, uh, what, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, during the summertime, my parents would ship me out to uh, the grandparents for, for <laughs> like, everybody, like every kids, you know, yeah. for about a month. Uh, and that was my, uh, I don't know, it was, it was magical. To go and spend time with him in the in a in a shop 
and and baking stuff and making things and oh yeah pulling out breads out of the oven and and oh. and, and it smells it. so good in a good bakery oh yes the, you know <laughs> nothing better than the fresh croissant coming out of the oven right. yes that that smell of the butter and the the the, the crispy uh, flour ah it's just magic so do you think do you think that that uh, upbringing is what got in you that you decide you want to be a chef uh, it's, it's part of my DNA, I believe, mm. more than anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'll, since I'm seven years old, you know, kids things uh, always dream. You know, when, you, when you're a boy, you say you're, you're a firefighter, a policeman. And for me, that would, I, I, I'll be a chef. Wow. I'll be a cook. Awesome. Because we don't say chef in France. We say cook. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I want to do. Uh, seven years old. That's all what I wanted to do. And so much so that my parents uh, kind of exploited that in a sense where... <laughs> When my father took us to restaurant, my parents took us took us from restaurant. If I behaved well at the table with my brother, which was not dif- was difficult, <laughs> you know, two boys. I right, mean, always right. bickering and everything like that. Uh, my my big reward was for me to be able to step in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. To the and I was always been with. Uh, for me, it was a magic magic world. Yeah, you know, looking at all those guys in there and had those pants hanging off the the ceiling and and fire that was always a magical thing for me so yeah. it's always been and and that been cultured that way and kept on going and sure. eventually went on to do that that's wow. awesome yeah it's so it's so cool to know that from this from the beginning no already know that oh my gosh this this is this is my passion that's this it what, yeah. yeah and it's mm-hmm. actually pretty rare it is. you know it seems like i know several doctors who always knew they wanted to be a doctor but for most people, they don't grow up they, to be they, what they thought they were going to be. They figure yeah. it out somewhere along the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has always been difficult for me, actually, to understand that yeah. with my own kids. Sure, Because, mm-hmm. sure. you know, uh, oh, I want to do this. Um, oh, I, well, at 12, 13, 14 years old, I would ask, so what do you want to do? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. How could you not know? Yeah. Well, I'm exactly. 61, and I'm just now figuring. Exactly. I want to do this. Yeah, exactly. I want to do what I'm right. doing now. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, I know you also you went to culinary school yep. in France, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And and then you were a chef for 20 years in France, and then you moved to California. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 But. Uh, what was it like? Uh, how how are you trained in to be a cook in in, in France? It's, it's different than the United States, right? It is much different in a sense where uh, it the, the educational system mm-hmm. is structured for that. It has a structure for it. Okay. Meaning, uh, okay, you go to high school, you do your high school thing, uh, and okay, I so say I, I want to be I want to be a, I want to be a chef, or I want to be a cook, I want to learn how to cook. Therefore, there is uh, schools that are set up for that. That mm-hmm. are, and we're not talking about private school. We're talking about public schools. So uh, let's let's if we if we translate that or transpose that to what we have today in the U.S. would be okay. Uh, you like we did yes we saw mm-hmm. yesterday. You would have kids that would be part of a culinary program in a high school, for right. example. But they yet thereafter that you would have another public school system like you have the college St. Philip's here in, 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 in San Antonio that would take you to the next level and eventually you would become a professional within you know two or three years after high school you would be able to be a professional by going through the school yeah uh, there's not that much of that here on that end but in France that's the way it works they help you out to get 
where you want to go. Yeah, and you were talking, you were explaining um, a couple of days ago that um, the the I mean, which I thought was really neat, but it's almost like a mentoring program. So you know, you would work in a kitchen, you know, um, learning one specific, you know thing you would perfect that thing and then they would send you off to another restaurant to uh, learn. that's the second step of the once you've done the school program the school they're going to send you after that to do stage i mean that's that i mean we had three months off like mm-hmm. everybody else however mm-hmm. <laughs> out of those three you had to do two months of stage so you had to work for two months basically yeah. so you would go out and uh you had restaurants and hotels that would take us in and they had a contract and agreement with the schools mm-hmm. and they would take us in for two months right. uh, and you would get the real the real stuff, the real- Would you get paid also? Uh, yeah, handfuls of peanuts, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the, the, the amount of money was ridiculous, but that was that was, that's what it was. But it doesn't matter. It's the, you have to think about it that way. And that's the things that have been lost a little bit lost into the things that you have to learn, need to learn. You need to understand what's going on in the kitchen and especially with that particular chef. So you learn. You're not at the, the beginning, unfortunately, you're not there for the money, but you need you, you're there for the for the knowledge. And the knowledge is priceless. Once you have the knowledge, you can go and do anything you want. Yeah. But to start with, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. It's the knowledge. Your foundation of your house is I mean, always when I talk to, you know, chef to be or people that wants to go into this business, I said the most important part is build your foundation. Once you have your foundation solid and all the basic knowledge of, of the of the restaurant, the kick, the cooking part, you can do whatever you want, however you want. You're going to be always on solid grounds. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you have so many people that are breaking through you know any kind of of cooking i mean and and at the end they they know something but they don't barely anything yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I, when i studied french cooking in france i was only french cooking and right 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 <laughs> yeah. sure. the, and i didn't know about chinese cooking i didn't know about this i didn't know about the other cuisine sure. however that's all i did and mm-hmm. and believe me after 10 years i still didn't know whole, uh, enough to be to be a chef, to be running a kitchen. I still yeah. had too much more to learn. There's mm-hmm. so much to be learned, mm. you know? So it's, but to go back to what we were talking about, it's the programs are helped, uh, are structured to help people out throughout so they can become what they want to become as a professional. Yes. So that's, awesome. that's yeah. fantastic. That's really cool. And uh, you had talked about during that program, not, not the high school part, but afterwards, you pretty much move into the restaurant yeah. in France. You know, that's that's the, the way either a, a room and, and board above the restaurant <laughs> or nearby or whatever. Yes. yes and yeah. then whenever you're done there, you just go to another restaurant. The, the chef will, or the owner of the restaurant will send you off to a different restaurant Correct. and you move and you move yourself and you start living there then. Well, that's that's what uh, I, do, I was lucky enough to work with those kind of chefs. And was lucky enough to have chefs that uh, I had one that took me on his wing, and and really uh, 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 figuratively kind of beat the living level daylight out of me by teaching me. Mm. Knowledge was the, the whole thing. Teach me, taught me, taught me, taught me, taught me. And after about four months of 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 getting me a little bit more ready, he picked up the phone. Mm. 
mm-hmm. and call up and say another chef and say, hey, you know, I got a guy here. He's ready to uh, to go on to the next the next step, the next yeah. level. So mm. the chef on the other hand said, okay, well, well, don't send him next week. I went there, mm-hmm. introduced myself, uh, looked at me. Okay, uh, next week, uh, Monday, you're here, eight o'clock. Yeah. No interview, no, no whatsoever, none, 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 none whatsoever, nothing. Be there eight o'clock on Monday morning. That was it. Yeah. And this particular chef afterwards made sure because in in, in a in the French kitchens you have the breakdown what we call brigades. And each and every stations, and it's not like it is here. Uh, you have the fish station, you have the sauce station, you have the meat rotisserie uh, uh, station, you have the garde manger. He made sure to make me go to work in each and every station mm-hmm. of the restaurant. And so, so you master it. And well, master was a big word, but <laughs> <laughs> to a point where I was able to do my job properly within yeah. the station. And at that point of time. Uh, he, when he saw that, by the way, when he saw that I was able to take care of the station, then after he sent me to the next door restaurant and said, well, now you're going to run that restaurant. Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't tell you that, but wow. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it's a, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm, I'm 18 and a half, I was what, 19 years old then. Uh, and I said, yeah, yeah, we, you, you go and take care of it. So, and that was part of the learning curve, learn, sure. learning things, but it's a big part of it. So yeah, yeah, it's a big part of that. Is not acquire as much knowledge as possible. That is why they always encourage you when you get out in a in a in a cooking mm-hmm. world, without being, uh, uh, can I say that, uh, being somebody that's going to show up at work and 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 uh, within a week, two week or a month, say okay, I'm gone because I've not I've learned everything there is to be learned from mm-hmm. that restaurant. But if you work with your chef, you learn. And within six months, you can say, chef, I need to move on to go to another place. Don't burn the bridges and, and go on and, and, and do and learn because each and every chef have their style of cooking. They all have their little things, their little secrets, their little things that you don't know. And you won't know unless you work for that particular chef. There's a lot of basic stuff that you, mm-hmm. they all do pretty much almost the same, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of secrets sure. that that's the only way you can learn from it is to be with the chef himself. Right, right. And, and, and the mistake that we see a lot is, okay, I'm working for that restaurant just to put their name on my resume. Mm-hmm. It's not, this is not why, this is not yeah. why you're there. Mm-hmm. You're there for the contrary. You're there to learn what's going on. Then after that, you can put it on your resume, but you've learned something. You could represent now your master that has been, you work with for six months or yeah. a year. Mm-hmm that you can uh, teach and, and, and reproduce what you learn so you can get better at it. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, it's a never ending story. It's never yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And, and I, I actually do, I was just, as you were talk, telling that story, I was thinking about a, a, another restaurant who, I just went there recently. I think, actually we went, he invited us for a tasting of his new menu items. And he was telling us that, um, but he teaches at the, um, I think it's the CIA, No, it's the other one. Uh, anyway, it's yeah, one, yeah, of the, one, one of the, one of the culinary, culinary schools. Yeah, he teaches at one of the culinary <laughs> schools. And he actually had one of the culinary students working in his kitchen mm-hmm. to yeah. do just that. Mm-hmm. So that they, they could, he could work and learn and, you know, 
it was great to have the extra extra hands, of course, but for this culinary student, it was huge um, because he's getting to learn from, you know, in, in a successful kitchen and Correct. learn the way, you know. Anyway, so it's, it's real, I, I, I love that, and I think that's, yeah. Well, let's do this, Susie. Let's, it's time to take our, our commercial break. But before we do, uh, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit. Uh, you, you were a chef for about 20 years and then right. you started working for a gourmet kitchenware business mm-hmm. and then you got into the knife sharpening business. So well, let's take a break and we come back. Let's get into knives because okay. yeah. there's yeah. so much to talk about. I know. <laughs> True. All right, Susie. So. Tell me something. What does Max and Louis, Bobby's Cafe, uh, uh, Crazy Goat, uh, Crazy uh, Katsu. Katsu? What do all those restaurants have in common? Well, a couple things. One, they're local. Mm-hmm. San Antonio restaurant, local restaurant. Um, amazing restaurants. Okay. And they're gold approved. They are gold approved. These are gold approved restaurants. Which means that they're part of our gold program for the Gold Club. Absolutely. For our members of San Antonio Restaurant Gold Club. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And the Gold Club is a fantastic program. Number one, um, these are restaurants that we have actually already gone to. We've already, well, I, you know, I, I say vetted, but we are, our com- we have a huge community, of course, as you know, in our, in our group. Um, so these are restaurants that people are buzzing about, people are talking about, you know, we've actually gone and we've, you know, eaten at these restaurants. We've met the owners, we've met the chefs, we've, you know, all of those kind of things. So we've put them on a San Antonio restaurant gold approved list and we've, they have a sticker on their door. So if you ever wonder, you know, who's gold approved, there's a sticker on their door, you know, that kind of thing. So now we've taken the guesswork out of where to go. Cause we hear a lot of times people say, well, I don't eat local because I don't know where to go. Well, we have a list. So you can go through that list. You can pick out, you know, the restaurants are going to be good. You know, you're going to have a great time. Uh, But the other cool thing about it is as we approach these restaurants and we told them, Hey, listen, you know, we'd like to deem you, or we're going to deem you as a gold approved restaurant. We asked them, would you be willing to um, give something back for people who are part of our gold club? And so the restaurants were unbelievably generous. They really and, were. I mean, yeah. it's it's nuts. So you can actually walk into a gold approved restaurant if you're a gold club member, and you can receive an amazing perk just because you're a gold club member. And some of these restaurants have a buy one get one free. Um, some you know receive a free appetizer. I mean, a lot of them. You know, like for example, I'll mention Chef's Table because you can go and buy an entree and receive a um, their fourteen dollar um, appetizer for free mm-hmm. just because you're a gold club member. That's fantastic. Things like that. So mm-hmm. it's a really cool program. And now the gold club does cost $8 and 88 cents a month, which is a bargain, which is a bargain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nominal. We wanted to keep it as nominal as we could just to cover our costs. Sure. But, um, the very first time you use it pretty much in all cases, you've paid for the membership and you can use it as many times as you want throughout the yes. month. So mm-hmm. um, it's a really, really cool program. Yeah. And, and you get it as an app on your phone. So if you go to the, to the Apple store or the Google store, depending on which phone you have, right, you go right. to the store, type in San Antonio restaurants, you get the free app, that, which is absolutely free. And it gets you really easy access to this podcast, to the magazine, to the uh, foodie map. And it also gets you to the gold club. Exactly. That way you have it on your phone. It's there for you. 
So when you go to eat, you know where to go eat and how to get discounts. Yeah, and something really exciting is, for example, Star Chef is one of our gold, it's actually our very first. Very first non-restaurant. Non-restaurant, yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, they have some amazing services and all kinds of things that they offer. And it goes right with, so we have another group as well called San Antonio Restaurant Kitchen Talk. Yes. And this is a group all, and we're home chefs. And, you know, actually we have a lot of chefs that are members of that group and even mm-hmm. chef associations. So the the... The fact that Star Chef is one of our gold-approved places now within our app is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're real excited about that. And so you can look soon and you'll be able to find their perks in there as well. Yep. So if you're not a member of the San Antonio Restaurant Gold Club, you know how to join now. And don't miss out. You're yeah. going to be eating anyway, so so you get a discount. Well get something free get a discount. That's, <laughs> That's right. That's great. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. And we're back. So we're here with Dominique Besson today to, with the Star Chef store at 10003 Northwest Military Highway, which is at the Allon Shopping Center. Correct. All right. So let's talk knives. Oh. So you became a <laughs> knife expert, you know, after working as a, as a chef, you understood the importance of a good knife. Uh, and, and then you got into the kitchenware business, and now you have studied the perfect edge system, which is the perfect way to sharpen a knife. Is that right? It's one of them, yes. But as that particular system is being perfected. It's a never-ending story, even with that system, by mm-hmm. the way. Uh, the gentleman who, who invented that particular system, we always have uh, uh, abrasive company or... or because when you sharpen a knife, you need abrasives. Uh, it's always, always getting uh, uh, better all the time. There's new products coming in. Mm-hmm. We uh, the, the machine I'm using today is different from the machine I started with. There's a lot of things that have been changed since then. Yeah. So it's a constant evolution, a constant perfection of what we do. Uh, it's it's constant training. We train. Uh, I train all the time in a sense by sharpening the knife but Mm -hmm. sometimes you know people bring me a knife oh oh, i haven't sharpened that one before yeah so let's see let's learn let's see what uh, lets the knife talk to me as well when i sharpen it and so on and so forth so they it's constantly constantly i I apply basically what i was doing in the kitchen as far as constant learning i'm still doing it into my knife sharpening business the same way and I, and I think that's probably the biggest difference is the fact that you have a culinary background. Um, so, yeah. you know, you, oh, yes. so it's, it's culinary sharp sharpening. Um, it, it's, it's very different than something you're going to find out there where, I mean, and, and I'm not saying anything negative about anybody, but, you know, it, it's different that you actually have a chef that is sharpening your knives because mm. you know exactly yes. what to, yes. yeah. Now, because we have, we have, I say we because, you know, I've, I've got employees, but we always have this, the approach of whomever gives us a knife in a kitchen, uh, it becomes our our knife when he's when we sharpen it. It's we're gonna treat it like it is ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so therefore, uh, we respect it, and we have to make it happen properly for that person. You know, we I, I've got I've got personally a horror story about giving a knife to, to a knife sharpener <laughs> when the thing came back. Say, what happened? Yeah. What happened to my knife? And 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 that's and every chef, every chef has a sour taste story in their mouth about a knife sharpener. Mm. We it's a uphill battle for us on that end, but 
we, we every chef has a, a bad story about somebody that sharpened their knife mm -hmm. and just royally didn't do what they were supposed to do. Sure. <coughs> Therefore, with that in mind, we really approach it to the point of okay, we're gonna do the best we can each and every time we do we, we sharpen a knife, and mm -hmm. that's the way we approach it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because again, as a chef, you know, uh, knives are like a big deal i mean that, that uh -huh. they're your I, it's so funny you know that w in a lot of the restaurants that you know like we were talking about earlier um they're they, you become addicted you know your knives are like your you know you just, you know. think about it that way yeah. you know in a kitchen you know, line cook uh makes 15 18 maybe 20 bucks an hour okay now if you want a, a good knife you don't have not a really 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 good knife but a, a very decent knife to work with mm -hmm. well they could have to spend about 150 dollars mm -hmm. you know basically mm -hmm. i mean sure. that would be the 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 average or the low end kind of a, of a, ve a very good knife is mm -hmm. well think about it that way it's 10 hours of their work yeah 10 hours True. of their time mm -hmm. to uh, to 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 be able to get that that knife that's a lot of time or a lot of money either war for mm -hmm. them to do that. Therefore, uh, once they get the knife, that knife is their baby. Sure. Mm -hmm. yep. You don't hear that over and over. It's my baby. It's mm -hmm. my baby. So you have, as a knife sharpener, you have to tr treat it as, as, the, as a baby. As their baby. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. their baby. Yeah. You have to be, re you know, take care of it. Sure. You know. So I've heard you in your store, I've heard you tell people, people say, I just want a really good knife. Which one's a really good one? And... <laughs> Can you just do that? Can you just tell us that? That way you don't have to you don't have to do anything else. Sure, I'll throw a knife at you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was a good knife. Right, right. No, it's it's a, a really good knife. It's completely I'm not going to because as Star Chef, we go we're fitting people with a knife. Fitting people with a knife. Yeah, yes, I've heard you say that to people. Yes. We're not going I'm not going to fit you, Alan, with uh, the same knife that I would do for Susie. Mm -hmm. Or I would do for for this gentleman over there. He's a tall guy. He needs a, a longer knife than a short five four lady. Or, or you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so uh, there's approach. What do you cook the most? What is it that you cut the most? Then from there we kind of say, okay, this is a knife that you're gonna want. Now, how, how tall are you? How big are you? How hands your hands are? And we're going to that weed out to the to the knife. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the perfect knife. Mm -hmm. But not too far from that, where they get the knife that really fit them. Right. And and we try to have this knife being enjoyable, something that you it's a pleasure to be at home and cook with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. And that's way uh, the best way to do that is to fit people up with a perfect almost perfect knife yeah i've even heard um been there before where i've heard people come in and, and especially you know young chefs might come in and they have their eye on a you know thousand dollar knife you know <laughs> and you guys are always great about saying well wait let, let's back up a little you know and let, you know, let, let, let's let's figure yeah. out what you really need yes exactly because yeah. the, the 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 thing especially young chefs i mean they they drool onto uh you know maybe their chefs they have a a, a, a big name knife and that's a you know two three four five hundred dollar knife thousand dollar knife and but the chef already have maybe 15 20 years under his belt yeah the new guy comes in and well, i want to say that well no hold on a second let let's let get uh, get let's get your knowledge up to speed uh i'll i'll recommend you a knife that will do the what you want them to do 
but n without spending the money yeah. as much. There's no reason for it to start with. I mean, it's like giving a, a, a Ferrari to a kid that just had his driver's mm -hmm. license, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. at 16 years old, here you go, here's your Ferrari, go for it. Right. You know, how many chances do you think the Ferrari is not going to last for very long? Mm -hmm. Same thing with a great knife. And, uh, and unfortunately, in this business, there's a lot of theft too. Mm. So if you don't keep an eye on your prized knives, they might, you know, like mm. we say, like we say in San Antonio, grow patitas. <laughs> when they walk away, you know what right. I mean? <laughs> so yeah. you, you have to be careful of that too. So we, yeah. usually the youngsters, we kind of discourage them of spending a, a ton amount of money on, on a knife, but start slowly but surely. And, and when, building them up too. Yeah. yeah. And when they earn enough, enough money that they can, and re reward themselves with a good knife mm -hmm. please do so yeah. come and see us sure. before right for, to start with you know hold on to your horses yeah. and get get you a good knife mm -hmm. but not something that's going to cost you an arm and a leg yeah, to start with that. and your mm -hmm. heart is not getting broken when somebody walks away with it right mm -hmm. sure. so what i've seen in your store is, is the two major type of knives and i'm i'm probably simplifying it but it's japanese knives mm -hmm. and german knives yep. right and French. French. French knives. Well, yeah, I was forgetting about the French knives. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't know you had French knives there. <laughs> right. What's the difference? Uh, I like to put a very clear picture of people in their mind as far as what the, 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 the differences are. Uh, two di different steels to start mm -hmm. with. Okay. But mostly... Uh, you have the the Japanese. Let's start by the by the Western style because the Japanese are more story to it. The 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 the, the German style, quote unquote Western style, whether they're French, whether they're uh, German, whether they are uh, uh, Spaniard, uh, uh, Italian, they use pretty much the same steel, very okay. close to each other, mm -hmm. and they are more uh, four by fours kind of kind of. If I put a picture, more, more four by fours knives, meaning that they're going to be able to cut through a lot of hard things and a lot of stuff things without you uh, uh, um, chipping the edge and so on and so forth, which, mm -hmm. you know, that's been always been some kind of a little complaint from a lot of people as far as the Japanese or oh, the chip easy or this and that and some of the things because they chip because people don't know how to use them properly. Sure. But that's another, another thing. So that's the Western world. Mm -hmm. Now, the Japanese, it's a philosophy of a knife. This is not just making a knife and a four by four. Uh, the Japanese make a knife like it's like a Ferrari. It's very precise, mm -hmm. very uh, very clean. Uh, the pursuit of umami mm -hmm. is very predominant in their knife design. Uh, what is umami is really the the it's very almost indescribable. Is really the utmost test that you have in your mouth. So in order to do that, when you cut. With the Japanese, you cannot bruise the fiber mm. because as soon as you bruise the fiber, the products start to decay. Mm -hmm. That if you don't bruise the fiber, the the, the product stays stays true to its to its test, mm -hmm. and that's their their pursuit. That's that's the Japanese pursuit of it is to, is to do that. And each in every um, knife makers that the small knife makers in Japan on top of it when you listen to or you watch some of their interviews there it's an art for them sure mm -hmm. it, 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 it's it's a it's something it's an every pursuit the guy's doing it for 25 years you see he still does still tell you I, I don't know how to make a knife properly yeah 
Yeah, so a Japanese knife would be very thin, very thin blade, Correct. and very sharp blade, mm -hmm. so that so that you can make a smooth, clean cut. And, and you told me a story about uh, your wife Dominica about the apple. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So that kind of explained it pretty well. What does that tell that story, please? Well, uh, she came home. She she you know we are surrounded by knives, and she picked up a knife. She wanted a knife, so she picked up one of the one of the better product we have at, at Star Chef Store, which is the Kikuchi. Uh, uh, company they've been doing knives for actually they've been doing some of our swords before they, they made knives but she brought that that petty knife home which is a, sm a, a bigger paring knife basically mm -hmm. and she cut and she needed she wanted to have an apple so she cut the apple in half and just ate half of it and mm -hmm. left the other half on the counter on the counter mm -hmm. okay and Next thing you know, she we went, we went to bed, forgot about it. Come the following morning, came back, you know, got up, and the apple was still not oxidized. And that's exactly what's the oxidation on an apple? The it's apple is starting to decay starting because to decay, yeah. because you you bruise the fibers. Mm -hmm. That there was no bruising on the fiber. Wow! So the the knife was so sharp it did it didn't do any damage exactly. to the apple. That's, exactly. That's a great uh, illustration. Yeah, I think cool. I like that a lot. Exactly. Have, now, having said that, the Western knives, um, like for me, for example, who you know I'm not a professional chef. You know, I, you know I love to cook, um, but for me, that's probably because you know I, I'm probably not going to be cutting properly <laughs> you know i could be a little more you know rough with it you know, if, if, if that happens maybe we should do some uh, some some knife skills lesson I eventually think we should. yes let's start. do it i, I would be you know what i, I, need be, I would be in <laughs> i'd be 100 percent in but that would probably be something more um for somebody who's more of a novice of, of a of a of a cutter or of a, of a yeah yes yes and no yes and no uh, i mean as soon as long as you understand on the Japanese part of it, as soon as you understand that, uh, you need to have, quite frankly, honestly, in, in the kitchen at home, you don't need that many knives. But I would, I would have two, two kinds. I would have the, the four by fours to mm -hmm. you know split sure. the gourds and and the melons and all that kind of good stuff like this that you don't need to have much precision but you need more sturdiness and and, and strength mm -hmm. but on the other hand i will always have a, 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 a japanese knife yeah. on hand because that's where you enjoy cutting the herbs and mm. yeah cutting the onions or uh, playing a fish maybe filet fish uh, uh you know cut cut once the melon is is all sure. cut out make some nice dice out of it whatever yeah. you'd like to I do mean, and there's nothing like a sharp knife i mean mm -hmm. i i know that i mean it was i brought my knives and had them sharpened you know at star chef and now i love using them i mean it's yeah. such a joy to use them because it just they just cut so nice and yeah yeah you don't have to it's, struggle with yes. it it's mm -hmm. it's more you, it's it's more of a of a communion now you, you you're doing things yes. and uh, the knife become you instead mm -hmm. of being a your your enemy now it's your yes, friend yes, true. it works with you you push it cuts hallelujah right. it works all together mm -hmm. you know and, and oh what can i can what, what else can i cut now mm -hmm. that that thing is done it's uh, and i enjoy the the, the the process i can do something else yeah yeah. So, so really, uh, a, a sharp knife, a good knife that's sharp is the best thing you can have in the kitchen. And what is amazing is it doesn't cost that much to take a knife to you guys and no. let you professionally sharpen. No, it's no, really no. not expensive I, at all. At and all. and it's something should be done what maybe twice a year. It yeah. 
about i mean it depends it depends on some people i got some people that are uh, you know come once a year i got some people that get addicted to uh, to sharpness and they, they're there every three months yeah it depends who they are yeah. but uh yeah an average six to nine months usually it's pretty much that uh, but no more than that so so a question and you're probably going to get to this um but i just thought it was so interesting so a question that alan asked you the other day was you know a couple of things that because um, you, you've talked about, you know, with a knife, you can have a knife that you have a rolled edge. Mm-hmm. You can have a so how did how does that happen? Um, Usually, a rolled edge is people because people when they cut, you know, they cut and they, they scrape the board to push the product out to be the cut product out of their way. Mm-hmm. So they cut and they scrape the scrape board, scrape it across, uh-huh. yeah. scrape it across. As soon as you do that. When people are saying, well, yeah, but, you know, the board is wood, then the, the, the knife is metal, how come that happened? Well, it, uh, it, it, it happens because the steel is, is being abused no matter what. I mean, the, yes, you're going to scrape some of the board, but you're going to scrape, you're going to push the edge. And you go, eventually you roll the edge because yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. It, it's microscopic, but it's rolled. You, exactly. You yeah. cannot always see it. Mm-hmm. You might feel it with your nail if you put your your nail right at the edge and you push it from you know inside mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and you you see it, you yeah. feel it. You don't always see it, but uh, and after that, how come my knife is not well? That's uh, that's the reason why. Yeah. What what are, what are some other reasons? What are what are some of the biggest mistakes people make with their knives at home? Well, or in the, or in the it doesn't matter where. What's the biggest yeah, yeah, mistake yeah, yeah, yeah. you make with the knife? <laughs> well. One of the biggest mistakes is that rolling mm-hmm. the edge. Rolling it, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you scrape, just for you to know, you know, when you scrape, just turn the knife around and scrape with the spine of the knife. Oh, okay. By the way, Spiked. okay, like this, you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't roll your edge. So that's one of the one of the mistake, big mistake they make. I mean, not too long ago, I had a customer say, so, "Well, you, I don't understand. Your edge lasted for about two or three days. Usually, we don't have this mm-hmm. this issue." I said, "Okay, double check the knives. Didn't miss." All, all the edges were rolled. Yeah. So yeah, so that rolled edge, don't put your knife in a dishwasher. Yeah, I, thought, I, I hadn't ever thought about that until you mentioned it, but the chemicals and the, the metal and I... Chemicals, heat, being banged around, uh, uh, and furthermore, what it's going to do is that it's going to uh, alter the, ha- the, the handle as mm-hmm. well and ruin the handle. So next thing you know, you have a ruined handle and a perfect, uh, you know, somewhat of a good blade, sure. you mm-hmm. know, so it's a waste. Yeah. Uh, you have to rehandle the things and it costs you uh, pretty much almost the, the value of the knife. Right. So things like this. Uh, so no dishwasher, uh, don't, don't scrape the board with it, but uh, store them properly. Because sometimes people are just throwing the knife in a, in a drawer and, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, in storage, we have, uh, uh, you can have, I'm using uh, uh, magnet bars, mm-hmm. um, but magnet bars, uh, knife, knife blocks, mm-hmm. if you want to block. Uh, some, they have some in your drawers that you can put your knife well, you know, organized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But don't leave them loose in a in a in a. And, and with a cover, maybe. You, you can do if if you put them in a drawer. Yeah, put some covers Cover on, on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, put some covers on them. Mm-hmm. And don't do landscaping with them. That's a, that's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> leave them so, in the kitchen. So I have a question. So this is something that um, 
you know, before you really understand and know, I mean, we've learned so much, you know, about, you know, the the damage you can do to the knives and just all of that kind of thing. Mm. But before knowing all of this and and really understanding what a what a good knife is, um, you know, a lot of people, they just go on Amazon and buy and and it'll say, oh, chef's knife. And you just buy and and spend a lot of money. (laughs) You know, they might spend five hundred dollars on a knife Uh um, and order it. So what is the difference? from some, you know, or, or what, what kinds of things, you know, are out there that, that people make the mistake of buying, you know, I mean, I, I know coming into the shop, I mean, they can actually see the knife, they could use the knife, you can get educated on exactly the kind of steel they're buying, all of that kind of thing. And it's, it's a quality product. I mean, you guys make sure, yep. but people get, com- you know, I guess tricked maybe, um, because because it looks cool. Because it looks cool, and also, <laughs> exactly. well, and also, you know, you, it can, you can say it's a Japanese knife or those kinds of things just because it has one little rivet that's from or him. Japanese style or Japanese style. They use yes, a, they yes. use the word Japanese style. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, on that end, uh, I'll, I'll be kind of harsh, but that's the way it is. Uh, only trust knives that are made either in Europe, whether they're German, French, uh, uh, Italian, Spaniard. Uh, or trust those that are made in Japan, period, end of story. The problem you have today, and uh, uh, something that you see, you, you, you mentioned Amazon, but mm-hmm. you go to uh, all the big box store. I'm not going to put names out because I would throw them stone at us. Uh, they're all dealing mostly with Chinese-made stuff. All the steel, basically almost all the steels are all cloned when you read about them all clone steel so not always a good quality product uh, and now we can see it when we sharpen the knives because uh, i mean we we the burr will tell us a lot of things anyways mm-hmm. so only trust those steels that are coming from either europe or japan uh, because you're not guaranteed of a great of, of a fantastic steel but you're at least guaranteed of a fairly decent good steel and if you come to us we'll we'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll show you different steel different knives that will help you also make a good decision and a knowledgeable decision when we'll yeah. educate you on it yeah and you guys have some beautiful knives i mean i know we were there just recently and you had a new shipment of knives that came in and i was kind of shocked because you have, some of these knives are just like show-stopping gorgeous and of course you know that, that's what i look at you know, that's, you know? Mm-hmm. and the prices were great I was like, wow. I mean, I said, this is a beautiful knife, yeah. and, and the prices were really good. Yeah. So anyway, so you can get an amazing knife, a good knife, and, and, and a good price. Yes. Yeah, it. no, no. This, that's, it's, that's, I mean, we are, it's a, for us, it's kind of also a never-ending story is that we try to find uh, factories. Uh, we had to go to Europe late, not too long ago to find factories and a and, and new product for us to bring in a store so we we've been working on that and we've been starting to see mm-hmm. some coming in as a matter of fact i've got another we have another shipment coming in soon of product uh should be shipping in the next few days uh but also fine because we understand everybody cannot afford a 350 you know go to williams sonoma and spend 350 bucks on yeah. on, on an ipad mm-hmm. for home you know mm-hmm. is it justifiable uh maybe yes maybe no but on the other hand why don't we look into also bringing yeah some uh, uh, iron hand knife that are you know i mean they're fantastic to work with i mean it's unbelievable but there's some other product that are on the market that are really made in japan 
really good product or made in France. For example, the Sabatier brand we, we're carrying, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's one of those good, reliable. They've been made, made at it for, you know, I don't know how many years now, hundreds of years doing that. So, so they, they're able to manufacture and produce some product that are not widely available in a big box store, but for the for the quality you're getting at that point of time, and this is pretty much unbeatable. Sure. You mm-hmm. know, the one we're talking mm-hmm. about, the mm-hmm. uh, the guy, mm-hmm. for yes. example. Yes. I mean, the one that you, we have on mm-hmm. the on the yes. in Instagram, mm-hmm. 118 bucks. Yeah, it's crazy. $118 for life. Damascus VG10, VG10 product. Mm-hmm. So altogether, I mean, you get a very good product yeah. uh, for, for, the, for the price. Yeah. Mm. Wow. You know, Susie, we've already reached the time where we normally end, but, but I, I don't really care. Let's just keep <laughs> I going. Was gonna yeah. say, we, we have yeah. member questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. That's right. So, yeah, if we did that, we ask on the San Antonio restaurant page, we ask members if they had questions. So, yeah, let's just keep going. Uh, all right. You all right? Yeah. Okay. So, the first question was it's a two parter. What makes the steel hold its edge? Also, explain why pro sharpening is best for your knives. Okay. The steel. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I've, 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 I've get myself ready with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the steel is because uh, they work on it to reduce the molecular structure of the knife. Okay. okay. The molecular structure is the ever and never-ending pursuit for a knife maker. Why? Because as soon when you use the knife regularly, no no fancy things. You use the knife, cut your carrots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are chipping macroscopically the the chipping of the edge, but you don't see it. Right. But that also what happened is that the the in some certain knives, like, you know, you have, uh, they, they say components of a knife, you have vanadium, okay? Well, vanadium is for uh, giving a little bit of hardness on the knife and everything like that. But that vanadium uh, 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 molecule, when it chips, mm-hmm. mo- mac- on a microscope, it's a big chunk. Okay. Okay? So automatically, your knife, because of that, loses its edge because you're losing that, you know, big chunk, mm-hmm. yeah. microscope, uh, microscopically, but sure. still yeah. a chunk. Now, what they've been to work on for now for a while, and they came up with a two, some several steels now, they're reducing the molecular structure of, of the steel. And when you look at it, instead of having big chunk, small chunk, uh, all over the place, all of a sudden you have all unified, small, very, very, very small molecular structure, mm-hmm. very, very small molecule, mo- molecule. Therefore, when you cut your carrots, well, you chip it still, yeah. but it's so small that because of that, your edge lasts longer. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was a long explanation, but <laughs> no, it's a <laughs> good one good, though. Yeah. yeah. Really well then, uh, why is pro sharpening the best for your knives? Because one, and, and I'm one. I can t- I can talk because I went on to Amazon and I bought this little <laughs> machine. You plug in and you drag your knives across it, and it seems to sharpen them. But yeah, yeah. But why shouldn't we do that? 
Run because we know what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> Leave it to the pros. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, go and do your own uh, uh, tooth extraction if you like. Right, but right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the no one because we we know what we're doing. We guarantee we guarantee our product, our sharpening. But moreover, any device you have out there right now, whatever that is, there's. I mean, you you name it, you have it. Uh, uh, we are all human mm -hmm. and more is better. Therefore, uh, only any kind of things like that, we think to only a bit more, it's going to be much better. And we tend to go way too far. Mm -hmm. uh, number one. Number two, d you don't sharpen a German steel knife like you, you sharpen a Japanese knife. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, most of people are saying, okay, what's well, just say a knife is a knife is a knife. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Cause you already explained that, that, that the Western style knife, the European knife is more like a four by four vehicle. That's tough and rigid, rugged, but it's not finely sharp. And a Japanese is, exactly. is more like a Lamborghini where it's yeah. sharp. And, and when, when you think of it, uh, 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 yeah, Western style knife is going to come at 22 degrees at the angle on, on, on the edge. A Japanese is going to come at 15 or lower. Mm -hmm. Two different, I mean, you know, you go from, if you look at it, 22 and 22, so you have 44, all of a sudden you have 13, of uh, 30 or, or, or lower than that. Mm -hmm. That's a huge amount of degrees difference between the two. Yeah. So you don't shop in the same way. Yeah, and I mean, the, the other part of it too is that, I mean, you guys... Really, you sharpen for some of the best restaurants mm -hmm. um, in San Antonio, Austin, uh, uh, you know, yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can actually have your knife sharpened by, you know, um, the, the company that actually sharpens for some of your favorite restaurants, you know, in, in high end restaurants and Definitely. even HEB and, you know, that, that yeah. they're, I mean, so. The R&D. Yeah, the R&D. <laughs> and, and the cost is. <coughs> I mean, yeah, it's so very, good. Very, yeah, reasonable. very, very reasonable. Mm -hmm. That, and not only that, there's also another factor that we don't think of or people don't think of is the geometry of the knife. I'm not talking about the, the angle of the, of, the, of the edge. I'm talking about the geometry of the knife itself, meaning if you look at a chef knife, it's kind of like a, a kind of a gross kind of uh, triangle, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Kind of, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Well, now, uh, if that triangle somewhat somehow is compromised on one end, meaning that you have, because of the, of the human moist better uh, kind of deal, mm -hmm. uh, you compromise that geometry. And you not most people don't understand that, don't see it. Mm -hmm. and, and next thing you know, your knife might be sharp with the, whatever device you're using, but eventually, I promise you, the geometry of the knife will be completely compromised. Mm -hmm. So you have a knife that is sharp but cannot cut because it cannot touch the board. Yeah. So what's oh, the And what's something the else, too, the, the serrated knives, I, I just thought that was so fascinating. You know, so even <laughs> if you have a serrated knife and you've lost the... Um, edges the serration, the yeah. um, you can, instead can of going, it. yeah, instead of going out and having to repurchase a new knife, you can actually bring it in and yeah. have it reserrated, which is mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely, we can yeah. do that too. Yeah. So th the next question is actually kind of the same question. Uh, well, it, I'll just read it. Which tool is best for sharpening, and do different knives require different tools? And so. 
Okay. Which tool, the one that's at the professionals, at the culinary store, <laughs> at the chef store, that's the one you should use. Exactly, exactly. Now, let's let's turn that around and say, it's f- what, why, forget about, sh- in a sense, forget about sharpening, but what about maintaining, your, maintaining what you have already as far as an edge? That's a very important part. That's your part as far as, see, when I have somebody coming into the store, having their knife sharpened, Sometimes we spend uh, five, 10 minutes with them to teach them how to maintain the edges. You know, we were talking about rolled edge a little bit earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> that's part of that by, by teaching them, I say, okay, don't scrape the board, but let me show you how to hone. Because there's two steps into having a sharp knife. You have the sharpening part of it that's gonna thin out, reshape the edge and put an edge in a place where it's very, it's nice and sharp. Okay. However, you're gonna use the knife. You're not just look at the knife, you're gonna sharp, you're mm. gonna use the knife. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're going to alter that edge, you're gonna work that edge, mm-hmm. but that edge can be maintained with a good, uh, a, a good either ceramic rod or a steel, what we call a steel, to polish and re, realign the edge because the edge moves when you cut. Okay. And you have a little burrs that comes up because, as I was explaining before, you have the chipping a little bit more. So what you do with your uh, your rod, you straight back up the edge and get rid of the little burrs and polish that edge. And that's what is one of the best tools you can think of as not sharpening because you're not removing metal, right, but right. you're honing that edge, keeping mm-hmm. that edge where it should be right okay for, for a longer amount of time so yeah. the the rod that you see you see chefs or you see it on tv you see them they're, they're curving the, <laughs> the rod and yeah they they scrape their knife against it a few times before they get to that's not sharpening that's no. just getting rid of the burrs and polishing and cleaning it. it up yeah and putting putting the edge back straight so okay. they can go to the next the next task gotcha yes yes, gotcha. yes. okay that's that's really good uh one thing we haven't talked about much is is the cutting board that's important too right yes Cutting board is very important because if you're using the wrong material, oh, like you can really knife, you kill you kill you mm-hmm. kill. That's why in the store we only carries uh, we only carry boards that are friendly to knives. Hinoki, uh, teak. Uh, we have I think we have some some other boards, but mostly those two. That's the most mm-hmm. that we use because when you cut, same thing. You cut only the products you want to cut, whether it's a carrot, a melon, or whatever. That's all you want to cut. You don't want to cut the cutting board. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you have, uh, and a big mistake that people do is that they use a, a bamboo, which mm-hmm. is a big mistake. Okay. Uh, glass, believe it or not. Glass is what? Sand. Mm-hmm. So you're cutting on stone, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so automatically yeah. your knife is not going to last. So in bamboo is because, uh, uh, they were, you know, they deserve an explanation for that, is because it's full of glue. It's, it, you know, uh-huh. bamboo is not a big tree. Yeah. All right. It's not a big mm-hmm. honking thing. So it's, it's, it's pieces that they glue together, press together mm-hmm. to make a, a, a board. To make the board, yeah. And so the glue is really hard. So that's why it's not friendly to knives. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, very so, good. so you said um, no dishwasher. But is there something, is it just soap and water or is there something that's specific? That's easy as that. That's, that. Yeah. Soap and water each time you use the knife. Rinse it off, clean it off, yeah. uh, let it dry or, or, or dry it off right away and put it away. I mean, you know, most of the time it's better for you just to get the habit of washing it off, soap and water, mm-hmm. sponge, 
rinse it off, dry it out, put it away. That's yeah. it. That's, That's all. it. So That's for it. cleaning the knives, there's nothing else you need to do. No, no, oh. unless unless it's a carbon steel product, yeah. carbon mm-hmm. knife, where you have to be a little bit more careful. You know, uh, keep it dry all the time. If you're not going to use it for for quite a while, just make sure that uh, you oil it mm-hmm. so it doesn't the air doesn't get to it. You know, it will develop a little patina which is part of the character of having a high carbon knife, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. You know, keep it simple on that and there's not much to do. Yeah. Wow. Well, this is fascinating. I isn't know. It? It's yeah. really cool. So it's many, really, really so many good things to know. Mm-hmm. And so at uh, the Star Chefs store at 10003 Northwest Military Highway, do you have all these knives? You have the cutting boards, yep. you have the place to sharpen your knives. Yes, and, and so one thing I'll mention that, that I thought was really cool, um, this is, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to start mine, but um, you can, so basically you can go in and, you know, get all the information, get kind of get fitted with the perfect knife for you for whatever you're, it is that you're mm-hmm. wanting at that time. And then um, it gets put into your, your program so that that way, when you go back, um, you know exactly what knife they already have and everything else. So then they can start building on that um, to eventually have a whole, you know, set. It might be different brands or whatever, but to have a whole set um, yeah. of, of knives that mm-hmm. work perfectly for you. Which if, I if the, really yeah, cool. if the people want to do that, yeah, we, t- mm-hmm. we do that. We also do a program with, with, a, with a French-made product. Yes, yes. That where... If you buy uh, uh, two or three pieces, I believe I my it's wife is. Two, and yeah. you get a block. You get <coughs> thank a you, block, thank you. Uh, yeah, complimentary <laughs> block. Mm-hmm. The boss of the store is taking care of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But if you buy two pieces of that particular of the Sabatier, which is a very good brand of mm. product, and very price friendly as well, but budget. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you buy two of those, we give you a block. And after that, we put you in a system as well. Mm-hmm. And and after that, you can, you know, for birthdays and Christmas present and everything like you can tell your your family members sure. or whomever, go there buy, uh, you know, I, I want that that knife or I want that knife, and they can or you know surprise them with something else. Mm-hmm. And we have that in in a, in a system, so mm-hmm. we can help them out, help the people out, right. buy a knife for you and so on and so forth. Or you can keep on doing yourself, coming in once we have a customer. Sure. Actually, we we it's already. About three weeks, you bought one knife each week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, um, your um, steak knives as well have some beautiful steak knives. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. Beautiful ones, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you also will sharpen other things like, I mean, you know, scissors, right? Yes. If we bring scissors. What else, you know, what other household items or whatever that people. Well, I mean, food processor blade, you know, all the. All the, 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 the you the, can sharpen that? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it could be sharpening. Uh, uh, scissors. I we do all the straight edge scissors, winning or seamstress and so on and so forth. When we get mm-hmm. to hair scissors, I, I stay away from it because I do not have the proper equipment. You have to have the proper equipment to do the right job. Uh, I know somebody who can do that for you. If 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 somebody wants some, you know, some information about some convex shear right. scissors and all that kind of stuff like that, salon scissors, I kind of stay away from it. But uh, uh, straight edge scissors, we we do shopping for Alad and the, the the people that does the the, mm-hmm. the the carpet and things like that. So oh, we wow. do, we shopping their scissors and I shopping so for some uh, 
filter air filter company mm -hmm. that have uh, media they have to cut to do a special size uh, mm -hmm. things we sharpen for that big big scissors so right. we do a lot of scissors That's but awesome. wow. straight edge yeah. so you are all things knife you know you have everything anything that needs to cut you're all you know you're, you got it yeah. oh and then also yeah, yeah, you know yeah. um, as we talked about earlier you have um you actually have mobile trucks as well yeah um and those mobile trucks are have your sharpening you know machines and everything in there as well as a, a shop <laughs> so with, with all of the you know your most exciting knives yes. so a store that, yeah a they store. get a little store yeah, inside yeah. The, inside the van yes. so. and yes. so then you'll go and you'll show up at the restaurant um you'll give them knives to use while you take their mm -hmm. knives to sharpen yep. um to make it a very seamless easy process um and then you have your shop so that you know the guys can come out and um, and know, drool and buy and, 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 yeah. and all that good stuff, yeah. which is yeah. really cool. So that's a great point because a lot of ref restaurant professionals do listen to this podcast. Yeah, Thank do. you very exactly. much. Yes. And because you're out there, uh, if uh, you want to have Dominique come by and show you some of his knives, sharpen your knives for you there at the yeah. at your kitchen, he oh, yeah. can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, what would they do? Call your store? Call the store, yes, or, or call me. I think. I think. My, my, my cell phone number is all over, has been all over the place. Is so. this this 830 number? Yes. It's 830-431-2080. There you go. And there that'll you go. get you. This is it. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> yes, so yes, yes. No, I, I, I never forget when I go into those kitchens that I've been a chef in the past. Mm, yeah. And I want to be as, as, you know, least nuisance as possible. Come in almost as stealth, you know, pick up the knives, go out, leave some knife behind, go sure. back, sharpen, and come back. Now, having said that... Um, because you are a chef and you know you you know the kitchen you have um you you've become you know friendly with a lot of the chefs so yeah. a lot of times they'll you know hey you know taste the sauce yes. or, oh, you know, yeah. oh yeah i gotta be careful <laughs> you have a lot of that that happens too <laughs> you know what do you think of, you know what do you think of this you know should i add a little more of this yeah. 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 yeah yeah and i know that a lot of that goes on too yes yes yeah mm -hmm. we have we have a little bit of exchange like this yeah. once in a while yeah. wow. just for the fun of it yeah yes 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 very good well we still yeah. have things that we could ask you so uh will all you right. come back again sometime sure all right however appreciate it no yeah, i think this awesome. was very fascinating yeah, so good. uh we did go a little bit longer than we normally well, quite a bit longer than we normally do, <laughs> but i don't care that's okay <laughs> yeah so. i mean there's so many great Tips yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It's really good. much, much more to talk about, actually. Oh, so yeah, <laughs> Star Chef is a gold approved store, first one that's not a restaurant, and uh, they're gonna have some perks we'll be announcing soon. So, if you're a gold club member, you can go to the chef store and you can get some things at a discount or yeah. some things for yeah. free. Yeah. yeah, so we'll be talking about those very soon. So uh, again, thank you for coming out. Star no, Chef stores you. at 10003 Northwest Military Highway, there by H-E-B, uh, the Allon H-E-B, uh, Suite 2113 is what I wrote down. Correct. Yeah, it's right by El Mirasol. Oh, yes, there you yes, go, yes, right yes, by El Mirasol. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. See, and it's almost lunchtime, so I'm trying to get hungry. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> All right, well, Chef, thank you so much for being here today. No, thank you. All right, Susie, we will be back again next week, won't we? We're we going to have some another exciting guest. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, all right, well, looking forward to that. So until then... Be looking for uh, San Antonio restaurants and look at our gold club. Yeah, go to the app store, San Antonio restaurants, download the app and have some fun. Have some awesome. foodie fun. All right, Dominique, thank you. Yeah, thank okay. you. Have a good day. Bye, thank guys. You. Bye.